welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only with your hosts Justin and Kayla. And we are getting back into one of our favorites this week with the little old reality TV, Kayla. I don't know about you, but I've been getting a lot of people going, what do I watch now? What do I watch now? And for one, I'm afraid of telling them in 2024 when I'm like, there's no TV on anymore because writers can't write and actors can't act. But for now, I go, listen, summer is for reality TV. That is where, you know, you're out in the sun. I mean, not me particularly, but other people are out in the sun because that's what you do in summer. And they don't have their hard hitting dramas. They're like intense shows a lot in the summer because they know people are out. They know come fall, come winter, people are more inclined to sit on their couch in the cold weather. So this is where reality TV, which we love, thrives. And I'm excited to talk about it because it's not for everyone, but it certainly is for us. And I think it's for a lot of our listeners, hopefully. Yeah, I think these are some of uh, our listeners' favorite episodes when we dive into some of our favorite reality TV shows. And like you said, the summer, you don't have a lot of those other big-hitting drama shows on. There's kind of a lack of sports going on in the summer besides baseball, and we got football coming back here soon. So this is Big Brother time. This is Challenge time. Survivor's starting soon. And then all this other crap that you watch too, Kayla. So. (laughs) um listen you can't both praise reality tv and then smack someone down with their reality tv so i think that's the point of reality tv though don't you watch to be able to be like these idiots what are it's like half a reality tv is hate watching right as you know i watch i watch things from love after lockup to you know survivor so i there's no guilty pleasures because they're all pleasurable paradise is coming back kayla i don't know why it's so late this year but Get in Bachelor of Paradise, September, I think, 29th or something. I see the it, that's hard for me. It's hard for me to get into those type of romance shows. But can I is this real? Did I see online that there's some sort of like older person bachelorette that's yeah. like people in their 60s or 70s? I don't know. Is that true? Yeah. It's is that the real? Golden Bachelor. So it's like a, I'm kind of into that. It starts uh, it starts in a couple weeks, I think. It's uh, his name's. Gary, but it's spelled Jerry, I believe. And he's like 70, widowed, and just wants to give back out there and meet people. And they've been like posting on the regular Bachelor Bachelorette shows for years. Like they're trying to do auditions, figure out how to fill in people for this golden bachelor. And they're finally doing it. And it's airing right after Bachelor in Paradise on Thursday night. So it's literally going to be three hours of bachelor content on thursday nights over the summer which is just insane but if that doesn't come on until like 10 o'clock doesn't that just kind of take out your entire audience of older people that want to watch golden bachelor no (laughs) you know what you brought up a good point actually i'm very curious of the numbers like the age brackets they're saying of people watching because i personally am looking forward to it like i was like intrigued hmm i'm very intrigued by this concept because the challenges are going to be different. They're going to have to be a little bit more creative with an older cast. You know they're going to do paddleball at some point, right? Like that has to happen. Um, you're going to have just I don't know the age range. Like that's I don't know if it's going to be like 40s to 70s. If they're going to throw in a couple really random young people in there, uh, but it's only airing for an hour, so we'll see how it goes. And I assume you don't have the anticipation that at the end of the show they're going to get married because this guy's 70 years old and has like four kids and a widow. So there's that. 
So it says that every last one of them is at least 60 years old. Okay. That's good. That, at least they didn't throw in like a random 31-year-old, you know, just to make things spicy. She's running <laughs> around just pounding shots like, what are you guys doing over here? <laughs> yeah. They're trying to eat dinner at four and she's having lunch, you know, all those things. That would be a great parody show, though. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. I See, I'm into that. Like, that seems like, all right, yeah. You know what? Get it. Get the Silver Fox. You know, um, I'm not sure how I appreciate the show calling them senior women. I don't know. That that term just seems a little... Ugh. I think senior Sen- is just, like, over a certain age threshold, though. Isn't, like, over 60 or, like, a senior citizen? No? I, I prefer seasoned. Seasoned? You know? Okay. Seasoned women. Yes. <laughs> I think that sounds worse, personally. <laughs> season? Some nice season? seasoning. Listen, we, I love seasoning. So, you know, we love a seasoned woman here. Um, now we're going to get the unhinged uh, portion of this podcast, as reality TV does. So it's very fitting. Um, in our kind of catch-up, now this might be the heat exhaustion because I've been working at the state fair uh, for a couple of days now. But I got to talk about a TV show that's not reality very briefly because... I just had the season finale and it's fantastic. Justin, I need you to get on board for the lioness on Paramount plus you, you just listened to Chris Ryan and went into the lioness, huh? I watched it beforehand. First of all, in fact, if I knew it was a Taylor Sheridan show who also created Yellowstone, I might've been a little more warier, but I was into it from the get go. Um, a lioness team of like military women say less right in my wheelhouse. And oh, then team of military this- women. Yeah, that's up your alley, Kayla. Okay. Done, done. Zoe Zeldon is in it. Done, done, done. And the show gets better and better every episode. I mean, and then the season finale was just mind blowing. So I just, I need you to carve some time to just check it out. Okay, I will do that. We just finished the crowded room on Apple TV. So just say that was pretty, pretty good. I wish the writing was a little bit better, but the story was very interesting and the acting was was very good. It just thought the dialogue could have used a little bit of work there. And now we're watching a million other Apple TV shows as we do. Invasion's back. Woot woot. The After Party, kind of a, a comedy murder mystery show with uh, Tiffany Haddish is on there that, you know, is kind of a, you can watch in the background. You don't need to pay too much attention to show, so... Lots of uh, stuff that's out there now, and there probably won't be a lot in six to nine months from now. So we should maybe hold that. Maybe I'll hold on to Lioness until, uh, you know, the actors and the writers figure their shit out because I need to keep shows in the bank just in case, Kayla. Justin, they need your viewership because we need a season two. So I'm going to need you to not do that. You're doing the exact opposite of what I just relayed to you. Please watch it ASAP. <laughs> also, listeners, if you have created your own drinking game, and if you haven't, why haven't you? That every time Justin mentions Apple TV, you take a shot. I mean, what are you doing here? It's just it's easy drunk episodes. Yeah, we just, just need say. to start sending clips to Apple and be like, hey, I don't care. Like, just sponsor us a little bit. Just a little bit, you know? And listeners, you can't see this unless we do some clips this week. But uh, Justin's wearing a Survivor uh, scarf and i have to say did you know that this coming season is going to have 90 minute episodes justin i did hear that which woot woot i am down for 90 minute survivor episodes when they are not in direct conflict with the challenge or big brother the tough thing is when they're all on at the same time then it's like i have 20 hours of tv i need to watch this week i don't know how i'm gonna fit it in but it's starting a little late this season, which I like. So hopefully that, uh, you know, eliminates most of those issues. 
What if I told you the 30 minutes is just what they're adding on to tribal <laughs> when they meet well, at the end? that's what they were doing like two seasons ago. It was just like, oh, look, we're 37 minutes into the episode. Now they're going to tribal. And then they Jeff does the, oh, that's how does that make you feel? Oh, let's hear the same old shit that the same people say every single time at every single tribal for the past 10 years. Like, yeah, some of these conversations are good to be had, but at this point, they all just seem so contrived. Like, these people are thinking about how they're going to say something that's impactful for whatever cause that they want to get across. And if it's, like, genuine, I'm in for it. But most of the time, it does not seem that way at all. And I'm just done with it. Like, get out of here. Just show us who voted who. I completely agree. I want him instead to stop talking about their feelings and if he, he does continue, talk about how much you hate each other. That's what I miss. Get into the real shit is all I'm asking, Jeff. Please, please. Yeah, I don't want so you to friendly. be like, I really love my team and we tried really hard and it was tough that we lost. But I know if we just stay strong, we can get through this together. No, I want, hey, screw you, John. You should have fucking did that thing in the challenge and we would have won. Vote him out. That's what I want. Of course, the politics game of uh, Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge, all these shows, uh, you know, when there's any type of jury, people are less likely to start doing that. And that's what I miss about early reality TV, Kayla, because that was before people really knew how to game the system. And they just were more authentic. And then it's you vote for whoever you thought played best. Now it's who is the nicest to me and also was a pretty good player. And that's just gets boring. And Justin, I think that's a perfect segue to talk about our first show today, which is the Challenge USA. Because unlike many of these reality shows where, like you said, everyone's on their P's and Q's, the Challenge is one of the OG reality shows that will have people, and they could be complete rookies new to the show, start fights and create issues and whether that hurts them sometimes but sometimes it's how you get your villains how you get your characters is those people that could care less about getting picked and just talk shit the whole time so i would say it's one of those rare shows that still continues to do that and i appreciate it yeah and i think the challenge flagship show does that very well the issue with these uh this challenge usa show it's a lot of people from survivor and big brother that haven't been on the challenge yet so they play the challenge like Survivor or Big Brother. And I've been hearing a lot of different interviews from like challenge vets that are getting a little frustrated because the game is played differently. They're like, everybody is just whispering and hiding in rooms. Real challenge players like are much more likely to be to your face. Hey, I'm taking you out and let's figure it out like in the sand or whatever. But a lot more of these Survivor and Big Brother players have these secret conversations. It's a lot more backstabbing. And... The first season of the Challenge USA, I think, really struggled to bring in regular Challenge fans. It was played so much like those other shows that you didn't really get the real Challenge feel to it. But I think this season they've done a, a real good job. They brought in a handful of Challenge vets to kind of get that feel going, as well as some Challenge, quote unquote, vets that were also members of Big Brother and Survivor, which helps. And then they changed the dynamic. So the way this season runs, kind of the big format is you have three teams. So there were captains. It's what a red, green, and a blue team. And then you drafted your teammates. And then the teams compete, which I love. But then when you go to actually vote people in, it's a secret vote for who goes into the final elimination. 
which is kind of a good mix of the survivor big brother and the challenge way of things. Cause the winning team has to put up two people for quote unquote at risk of elimination. And then the rest of the house votes in somebody else to face off one of them. So the rest of the house gets to say if it's going to be a guy's or a girl's elimination week. So I really like the way they kind of melded everything together this season, Kayla. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I I've said before the first season, I wasn't really into it. It just felt like there were so, there were so many other people other than alum. And while I do appreciate, you know, it happens lately. We've been talking about it every season on the challenge. The rookies are like, unless they all successfully band together, which they mostly failed to do, they all get out. And then you're left with the vets, the same people again and again. Um, you know, this season introduces own groupings that aren't so easy for challenge members to kind of infiltrate. And they're not always, as we've seen, so ready to go on their side and join them. Like they're trying to ban amongst themselves or maybe even totally against the challenge alum. So I- I've enjoyed this season a lot more. I got to say, I went into it like, you're just going to explain everything. Like these people just don't have, you know, it's kind of like they had that challenge show with like the actual athletes. That was like two seasons yep. or so, you know, and the Champs first season they got stars. wrecked. Yes. Yeah. First season they got wrecked. Challenge just wrecked them. Second season they got wrecked, um, you know, in comparison. And it just was like one of those fun offshoots, but not the real challenge. And this season I've really been enjoying, I got to say, although just to throw this out there with TJ's like you know, Wes, you don't have to go home. And like he told last episode with Michaela, like you don't get to join teams. I, I don't really get that. Like there's no explanation. And I was kind of bummed about that. You know, usually it's because we're bringing on, you know, then he reveals something like particularly with Michaela. I was like, here we go. We get to start some shit. And now she has to go back to her team, you know? Well, no, she doesn't go back to her team. He announced at the end that it's now going to an individual Oh, yes. Game. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I've learned, totally blurred on that. Yeah. And that's one of the things I like. I like the team formats, and I hate when they mm-hmm. change formats halfway through the season because I get it's like, oh, we're changing it up. You have to be adaptable. No. Like, sometimes you, like, they're changing teams. You can win in the elimination and defect to another team, which has been happening a lot. And I like that that dynamic. And once you make it all individuals again, it's like, well, what the fuck were we just doing for six weeks? Yeah. I mean, but if they had kept it teams, it was kind of getting like, everyone was trying to go on certain teams. So it was like it, you, you have like a rock star team, which we could say, what was it? The blue team. The blue team is a really good team. Yeah. Blue team's rocking it. So it was just going to become an interchangeable. Everyone's trying to, I don't want to say delude the blue team, but like, I don't know the way to say it because they're like, have these like strong players and then people would probably keep joining them. And then it would become more like, who's the best team, but I- I'm ready for it to be individual. Yeah. I was watching the season and probably week two or three. I was, uh, obviously as I like to do, I pause and just give my thoughts to my wife because I'm just constantly podcasting in my head, Kayla. But my thought was, Hey, these vets, cause they're voting in vets like crazy and the vets were getting annoyed by it, but kind of understood it. I was like, you need to go and win and defect to one team and just create a super max vet team over there. And it took him a little bit, but then it started happening. So you had Johnny defect to the blue. We had Corey defect to the blue. And now they have the numbers on one team, which is what they should have been doing from the get-go. But I think they still had a little hope that they were going to be able to change some of these Survivor and Big Brothers players' minds. And frankly, 
I get that they have the numbers because it's nine Big Brother players, seven Survivor, a couple Amazing Race, and then only six Challenge vets on this season. Wes, Bananas, Amanda, Tori, Corey. Really glad to see him back. He's great TV. And John A. So I get it to a point, but when you have vets on your own team and you are just lying to them and throwing them in solely because they're a vet, it's like, all right, let's let's think a little bit smarter for the long-term goal here. You want to win as a team. So if you're throwing in your really good competitors and they win and come back and go to another team, you're hurting yourself. So I didn't quite understand how some of these, I think mostly the survivor players are the ones that have been kind of kind of doing that lately. And it's turned them to bite them in the ass now that uh, all the challengers are winning these eliminations and coming back. Let's talk a little bit about who we're liking and who we're not liking. And at the top of my my not like list is Josh. I just find him to be insufferable. I like and I know him more I feel and like more. I like no, him more and more. No, he annoys the shit out of me. He's just this like big doofus. I mean, he's just this guy that just is so clueless. And the way that he snaps on people, like the way he just I, I can't stand him. It's just, that's how it is. I just can't. I used to not be able to stand Josh and he's grown on me a little bit because everybody I hear talk about him says he's like the nicest guy ever, but he just has such a quick fuse. And then he just is a lunatic. And I don't know if he just does that for the cameras, who knows, but it's, I'm glad he's on these seasons because it makes it interesting when he just takes a stand and he's like, I'm not fucking voting that person out. What are you going to do about it? Like that's, he sticks, he is loyal to a fault to the people that he promises things to, he will never stab somebody in the back. So if he's on your side, you love him. And if he's not, he's a complete asshole that you don't want to deal with. So he, he wouldn't be at the top of my list. As you know, I, I love me uh, some bets. So I'm rooting for Corey this year. I like to see him back. He's grown on me in his tenure on the challenge. I liked Amira and big brother and the challenge. And then she immediately goes out in both. So that was kind of annoying. I, I thought she was like, could have been a good competitor, but she seemed like she was just defeated before she even got voted in this year. And Tyler, the former big brother guy who made it close to the end, coming on the challenge, I think he's going to do really well on this show going forward. So I, I'm i really liking Cassidy on the Survivor side. Like, I enjoyed her on Survivor. Like, she was one, as you know, we were like, I don't, this chick, we'll see if she lasts a week or two. Get her more screen time. She's great. Give her more screen time. She's great. She's very amusing. Like, I'm enjoying her. I still like Tori, so I know your feelings on her. I go uh, back and I forth like on her. Tori. She is in a showmance with somebody named Sebastian. So, you know, she's winning me back a little bit because I get to hear Sebastian's mm-hmm. name all the time. So that's a positive. Uh, but otherwise, she's actually, she's been pretty good this season. She's been sticking to her alliances. She's not, like, trying to play too big of a game. It's just sometimes she gets in her own head, and most of the time it revolves around an ex or a showman's. So she, I think has been compartmentalizing pretty well with Sebastian and the game this season. We'll see if that continues, but that's usually her downfall. We, we've also had quite a few like odd losses that I think we as viewers lost out on. Like, I wish I could have seen more of John a, I Polly like coming back and leaving so soon was such a bummer. That was, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they threw in his little like growth moment to give him that because he was gone so soon. A hundred percent. Um, Amanda losing Amanda that sucks. I always love how she like flusters people. Well, Dusty she was a is great, a weirdo. 
Amanda was a great vet challenge vet to bring in because she's not the greatest competitor, but she's just mm-hmm. going to create chaos. So you knew she yes. was going to be a target early on. And that's pretty much what every other woman in the house did. Said, screw Amanda. Let's get her out of here. Agreed. Agreed. I find Dusty to be a weirdo. He, he just, he gives me serial killer vibes. He's like I don't obsessed know how to it. with bananas. It's a little weird. Yeah. When he like wrote a note, and bananas like, are we in love now? <laughs> and he, he just, he gets so serious about stuff. Like when they voted against him and he was like, the way he was talking, I go, he scares me. Like you guys better watch yourselves on your flights home. I've heard bananas on his podcast a couple times say that uh, Dusty takes like this crazy pre-workout before all these challenges. And he's like, I took that once and I thought I like was going to die. Like my heart was beating. He's like, it just amps him up so much that if he's on that and something goes the wrong way, he just flips off the handle. I was like, shit. Was it the, was it the blood of his victims? Probably. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is he also in that movie, uh, the killer with Michael Fassbender coming out later this year, which apparently Um, got good reviews at uh, Venice, right? Oh yeah, it looks it looks phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to that. And Tiffany, I always like Tiffany, so I, I was really bummed to lose her too. Like she's very strategic, but when it comes to kind of the more physical aspects, it's yeah. And her elimination, her. she kind of realized I think she was going to lose to Michaela and was just starting to take people out. And she called out Josh, which is weird because Josh was kind of actively trying to keep Big Brother people in the game. So for her to call him out and then him to pull a Josh move and be like, hey, don't call me out. Josh, just she's hype. She's going into elimination. Let it be right now. You don't need to turn this into a thing. But Michaela, who she went against, I think is a complete badass that has no idea how to politic in this game at all. She just can't not say things to people. She can't like keep her face from basically saying, I hate you. And like when Wes is like, what's the deal? She's like, whatever, Wes, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Like she needs to like massage this a little bit more. That's why she went out first on the first challenge USA, because she went in and was like, I'm going for this person, this person, this person, this person. And then everybody was like, Whoa, hold the hell on. Let's get you out of here before you start coming for me. So I hope, the more seasons she does, she can kind of massage that a little bit more. Unfortunately, she was known just like on Survivor and this to be someone that people just do not like. And part of that is because how she comes across. And listen, you could always say like, I'm being real, like I'm being true to myself. This is how I am. But if the, who you are tends to rub people the wrong way. I mean, you have to take that with it too. And usually people are against her, if not immediately from being, you know, some sort of incident with her from before. So as soon as she's on, you know, she's creating chaos, which she's tried to do at the last episode. And two, that people are just not going to like her. And that's just kind of how she always has been, even when she was on Survivor. So she's, she's always fun to have kind of those wild cards, I guess, amongst the show. Um, it's good stuff though. Like it's a good cast of people and I'm enjoying some of these challenges and it's, it's a lot less explaining, I feel like, um, like how the challenge works and like they expect because some of these people are returning, they expect some of the things that are happening, which is a lot better than as a longtime challenge watcher, having them repeat basic stuff we've known for years and years and years, you know? Yeah. I mean, the first challenge USA season, like everybody quit in the final. And once that happened, I think they were like, we can't have this happen again. That's even, uh, that big survivor guy that never shuts the hell up that thinks he's the greatest at everything that won one season and has been on like four and I can't remember his name. So I'm trying to filibuster for you to figure it out for me. 
anyway, he was super annoying. And then he quits in the final because he couldn't figure out Sudoku. And once that happened, I think production is like, we need to bring at least a few challengers on because we know they're not going to quit in a final no matter what. Like that's, at least we can set that bar. But this season has really taken a step up. Tyson. I'm looking at the people that are left and I think it's going to be a little tough for the vets now that they're going into an individual game because I think they had a little bit of shielding if they were able to win with their team. And now that they were only able to do that for two weeks when they had the numbers, it's going back into the the whole thing of people. So I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of bananas and Tori going into elimination soon. Yes, Tyson is who Tyson, you were thinking thank of. You. I yes, think. yes, that's the guy. Yeah. So annoying. So who, Kayla, out of the people that are remaining, and as of right now, eight people have been eliminated: Amira, John A, Polly, Amanda, Luis, Alyssa Lopez, Dusty, and Tiffany. Of all the people left, who do you think are the favorites to win? One guy and one girl, they said. I can go first if you need a little bit of time. Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking at these names. I hate to say this. I really do. But I think Fessy is lined up here to win this whole thing. And I hate Fessy as a person and as a challenger. uh, Just because he is in the Big Brother Alliance. And he's kind of with the challenge bet. So he's pretty much covered on all sides. And a lot of people don't want to face him in an elimination. So I think he's going to almost cakewalk to at least the final elimination. Unfortunately, I'm personally rooting for Corey, though, to take this one home. And on the woman's side of things, I think it gets a little bit more complicated. Desi has proven she's a real good competitor, but I don't think she has the social game or the strategic game quite yet. I still think she's a little... uh, up in the air there. I think Michelle just talks too much personally. She just never stops talking in like every episode. And what other like real powerhouse women are left? Tori is probably going to be there in the final. So I'd probably give it to Tori personally. What about you? I mean, I most like Tori. So like I wouldn't hate another win for her on this. But I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Michelle. Because... People just talk so much shit about her. Again, like Michaela, people just seem to hate her. Um, and I'm just, I, I just wanted to get that win because she is so, she was so good on Survivor um, that I'm kind of like, it's the personality that is not doing it for her. It's not necessarily the competition. So if she can just get past that, I think she'll be more entertaining to watch because she'll have gotten that win. I like every her. season she loses. You know? I like her on the show. She is like entertaining to watch. She's fun. It's just, if I'm in that house with the amount of deals and things she tries to make running around talking to everybody, I think after a certain point, I'd be like, all right, Michelle, freaking relax. You think you're in with everybody here and eventually you're going to have to put somebody in. And that's why she went home on the last season she was on. And I'm sorry, but I don't know that I fully can root for a big brother guy on the challenge. Honestly, I want to say Wes, but we'll talk about the drama in a second. I don't know if he's going to be there till the end. I feel like he may drop out at some point of the season. So I'm going to go with Corey because Corey, who I hated intermittently throughout different challenge seasons, hasn't gotten that W. I want it for him. So I'm going to go for a Corey on here. I would love to see Corey win. It'd be great to see him kind of take one of these home. And as an FYI, I don't know if you heard this, but I've heard this listening to other things that the next two seasons of the flagship challenge show, 39 and 40, 39, I think is going to be all rookies. 
basically one of these kind of not free agents, but what what was that one of the old seasons called where they just brought in a whole bunch of new people, and then season forty is going to be all vets, is what I'm hearing the rumors to be. So it's going to be like a massive. You know how Dirty Thirty they brought in thirty people. It was sick. They're trying to go bigger on forty. So I think we're going to see CT. I think we're going to see Darrell. I think we're going to see all of the big vets like Wes. Well, Wes on this season has been kind of all over the place, but Jordan, Bananas, Tori. I think you're going to see some of these old school, maybe Emily come out of retirement or something. I I think season 40 is going to be a lot of fun. You want Emily to come out of retirement? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I would feel about watching a rookie only season of the challenge. Yeah, I kind of was like, I maybe I'll skip over that one. I don't know. Because that's basically the challenge USA won, right? And it was not good. <laughs> it, I, I, that sounds painful to yeah. me. It does. It seems like kind of like it turns into Big Brother as far as like the competitions being funny. So I could see that happening. Um, let's just end it kind of on West because there's been a little bit of some drama brewing where you know you're leading up to the episode of West potentially getting eliminated. And he has this emotional scene in the show where he's, you know, expecting his first child and he's, you know, seeing that he's not in a power position in this season and he's about to get voted in. And he just thinks this is his kind of last challenge. He's got businesses. He doesn't know how he'd be out. Now they all, they all say that. And you have many dads on the challenge. So I'm not, I'm not sure, but then, it gets released on social media where he makes this big post that's I'm done. And he, he kind of bounces between different factors of his like business obligations and this baby. But then he also is like, people just shit talk about me and it's not the truth. So, and then his wife comes out and is like defending him. And it, it seems to imply that maybe he doesn't complete this season. Now I thought he was going to get eliminated. So I thought that was how it was, but he, he actually doesn't. He gets to stay. So I don't know if that's coming on or what, because I don't feel like MTV would have liked him to reveal something like that if he left, you know, before the season ended. So I don't know what's going on with Wes. Yeah, he's been really playing the sad puppy card a lot of this season or like, I'll do whatever you guys say. And I think he's been on so many seasons that all these Big Brother and Survivor people and even the challenge people are like, all right, Wes, we know it's an act. Like nobody believes him. And for him to come out and asking for the sympathy and saying these people don't really know what's going on. Wes, you were one of the biggest people that would just criticize the hell out of everybody else for doing the same thing you're doing right now. Like that used to be his go-to. It's just like haggle the hell out of everybody until they freak out. So it's kind of a weird move. I know as you get older, you get more mature and maybe he's looking back and realizing, hey, I've had enough of this. Maybe I want to spend more time with my family. I don't believe it. I think he might take a few seasons off and he'll be coming back. If it's not on the regular challenge, maybe it's a, you know, the challenge all-stars or something, but I really hope he does not leave early this season. I hope if he loses, it's in an elimination really weird that dusty elimination where everybody thought West lost, but he ended up winning by 30 seconds or something. So that was a little odd. I guess it just took dusty way longer to untie the ropes. So when you got to the actual spinning thing, it was like, oh, well, whatever, who cares? But, you know, I, I don't like seeing West that way. He's much less fun when he's his somber, like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and cry and 
you guys don't really know the true me. If you just gave me a chance, guys. I've watched you on TV for 20 years, all right? I know your game, Wes. You're trying to weasel your way in, which is what every single person thinks. And based on that post that you were mentioning and, like, stuff he said after the show, it seems like maybe he was being actually authentic there. Like, it's tough to tell. It's hard to say because Wes is one of those people that is a villain on the show, but, you know, similar to how you describe Josh, is a nice person behind the scenes. So, I don't know. He got that W on um, the Ch- Challenge Paramount Plus show. And so I, I don't know. It, maybe it's less of a drive because you had it. You know, you're not still chasing that that first championship. So I don't know. I'm sure he'll be back, though. I mean, look at Corey. He's got like three kids, four. I don't know. Um, Basically, if he smiles at somebody, they get pregnant, I think. I'm not sure. Yes, yes. The, the Nick Cannon trajectory, perhaps. Um, all right. I think that's enough for the challenge. Still ongoing. I'm sure we'll come back to talk about the se- season finale. Um, I just have a quick moment about the show Below Deck, Down Under. Okay, Justin, have you ever watched any of the Below Decks or other Bravo shows? I think I've seen like a few minutes here and there, but never like watched a full episode. So much like TLC's 90 Day Fiance, where there's like 23 spinoffs, the original Below Deck flagship show now has several spinoffs. They're in the Mediterranean. There's a sailing Below Deck. And then this current season is Down Under, so of course course Australia. And there's been a lot of controversies, controversies, as there is on many Bravo shows, um, as you know. And so there was a recent one where... It got intense, I got to say. So one of the stews, which is like, essentially there's the the kind of hierarchy of the boat is that there's a bosun who's like the lead kind of deckhands, right? And they, they clean the boat and get out all the stuff and, and dock, help dock it. And they, they're responsible for all that. And then there's the stews and they're responsible for like the customer service, the serving, the getting drinks. And uh, there was an incident where, of course, in between on their nights off, they all go, get out and get drunk. And, of course, there's hooks up, hookups. So there was a guy who is, um, you oh, know, I part of the team. I think I heard Have you heard about, about this? this? I think so. Yes. His name's Luke Jones. And so the boat crew go out. They get drunk. And he's, he's hammered. Everyone's kind of hammered. And he had been kind of flirting with Margot, who was like the third stew. And he like keeps implying that he's wants to hook up with her. Now she is, she's gone. She's wasted. She's slurring. They both are. And the chief stew who's kind of like the head of the stews. It's just that sense, that feeling like something's not right. Like the tension she's sensing. So she actually tried to get Margo. Like he was kind of following her into a room and she was like, no, go to your room. And he laughed. And she just was like, I want to make sure you're okay. Like get in bed. I'll get you water. And she left, but she, she sent something as women do like some sort of intuition. But when she's going out, the power goes out randomly in the boat with some sort of outage. So the camera crew are trying to like figure out their stuff so they can follow it. And he manages to get into her room and starts, he's naked and she's like, kind of like passed out in her bed and he starts to go into the bed. I mean, he lays with her in the bed. And a crew member, again, there's no, like, real third-party breaking, but all of a sudden you see the crew members knocking on the door, like, get out, get out, trying to pull him out. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he tries to close the door. He gets upset. And he what? and they he puts his foot in the door. Like, someone puts their foot in the door so he can't shut it to, like, lock it. Oh, yeah. Oh, sh- I and didn't then, realize it went that far. Okay. 
oh, it got intense. And so he gets like curled into some bathroom and it's a whole thing. And she comes back and she's like, no, I mean, it's crazy. He gets kicked off the ship, kicked off the boat. Um, and I'm sure he won't be back. And it was pretty smooth as far as like him not remembering. And then, you know, they're like, you got to go. Um, so he leaves. Then there was another stew, a female stew who was kind of an asshole this season. And, you know, everyone's like, Margo, are you okay? And, you know, she's a little shaken up by it, but they're trying to move on. And this girl's like, oh, if I, if I, he just didn't give him attention. Like if I gave him attention, I wouldn't have turned him away. Like totally faulting it on her. She's like, as bad as you feel, like he feels worse. Like they shouldn't have kicked him off. It wasn't, and she's having this conversation with Margo. It was, I was watching it like, oh my God. So then, of course, she tells, and then that girl gets kicked off the boat. And I appreciate Bravo's like no, no and the this captain's no nonsense with this. Like one, victimizing you got to go, and two, you you know the guy has to go. But it just it it was so crazy. Props to the crew members who, you know, television reality TV isn't above, you know, people doing some shit. So I, I appreciate them stepping in, but it was intense. It was like a two part episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw like uh, some of the quick clips of like this guy like crawling into her room naked or something. And I thought they were just able to like pull him out, but I didn't realize it like kind of had this second layer to it. Oh, yeah. It was definitely like, you know, I mean, they're both drunk. It's not an excuse, but it's it, it got scary. You know what I mean? Especially when someone starts to turn that into some rage and then like is shutting the door, trying to keep the crew out. I mean, that that implications was scary. So Props to the Bravo team. I mean, I, I do watch Bravo shows intermittently. It kind of depends. I'll, I'll skip some seasons and jump in like I did with this show. Um, but but they handled it well. Do you watch any kind of job-related reality TV? I was thinking about this. Not really, no. I, I mean, I have occasionally watched, like, back in the day, episodes of, like, Dirty Jobs or Undercover Boss or something, but that's pretty sparingly. It's not really one of the categories that I dive into, Kayla. It's definitely, like, a category of reality TV, right? It's, like, people just want to know the world yeah. of of whatever, and I realize, like, I watch a lot of it, like, between Kitchen Nightmares and, like, the bartending one, and I watch all of that stuff, so I don't know what it is, but are you not happy with your career choices, Kayla? Do you want to dive into one of these offshoot options? You know what? HR could definitely be its own reality show, but the whole confidentially part really kills it for me. So maybe I'm envious of all their craziness that they can just exploit and entertain people with. And I'm also fascinated by like how people do things like chefs and like bartenders and yacht, like boat people who just spend millions on boats and like the people that, you know, make it go successfully or not so much. I mean, I think that all of that's entertaining. So um, I am a fan of those shows and um, they're here to stay. And they may be the only things we have to watch after all the stuff goes down <laughs> when no TV shows next year. So we'll so see. So true. <laughs> We're going to have like six seasons of The Circle all come out at once because there's not going to be any writers or uh, actors. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. All right, Justin, shall we go ahead and dive into Big Brother? All right, Big Brother 25 this season. This is uh, one of my favorite shows, one that I've watched with my mom a ton. We obviously have been very busy, so we haven't been able to do our drafts for Big Brother Survivor lately, but still watching, and I'm surprised that Kayla is still watching, honestly. I thought you would kind of 
push it to the side if we weren't doing regular podcasts on Michaela. I'm going to be honest, Justin, I do it for you and I don't even do it that successfully because I'm intermittent and looking things up, but I, I do do it for you because it is one of your shows that you love and I'd like to add some sort of commentary, but if it was me, myself, a show we didn't talk about, I would not watch this show. However, they did have some intriguing elements that they did throw in for me, which I appreciate, but um, yeah, it's an interesting season. Yeah, this season has been really fun so far. I think it's uh, sometimes, especially early on, the seasons are a bit of a drag if you have one big alliance just kind of runs through the house. But this season has been kind of going back and forth. And, you know, let's just get the big thing out of the way. They had somebody removed early on in the season for saying the N-word very casually and in front of a black contestant. And immediately tried to kind of back it up like oh, I was jo- like I was just joking I didn't oh wow like they they're so uncomfortable talking to Jared who was in the room and I, w- I was just watching that I was like what the hell just happened I don't I don't know what's going on here and he obviously was kicked off the show and they uh they had a quick little team meeting about it and I'm glad they just got him out of it but how does this keep happening on these reality TV shows? Big Brother, obviously, they're cameraed and taped 24-7, so it's probably more likely to happen or at least be shown to the public on Big Brother than other shows. But, you know, how how does this keep happening? You know you're on this show. You're just going to casually say drop that? Like, that is just so ignorant and unacceptable. So they need to do a little bit better on uh, on some of this casting still. Uh, you know, I'm glad you said it. I brought this up to a few people when I re- when I heard about this and saw it. And I was I watched the clip too, and you could see the two white castmates that he is near to were just like, I mean, their faces were so shook, and the way he tries to laugh it off was just so cringy. I, I, it just people who this slips out, it's never slipped out. It's because you say it so regularly that it's very easy for you to say. Exactly. Um, you're so like you feel so comfortable just casually saying correct. it. That you, you you say that regularly. That's not something you just put Correct. out of the back recesses of your brain. Yeah. Correct. If you never say it, you don't say it. So I, I, I've thought about this because this is the first time something like this has happened with Big Brother. And so I'm just kind of like, where do they find these people? Because I don't hear about this with other reality shows. I mean, certainly there's controversies where someone has said something offensive. But it seems like Big Brother every season, there's like some sort of someone doing something bad. I mean, there may even be two people this season that have a mix up here. So I'm just kind of like, I understand it's 24 hours. And so the live feeds add an element, but presumably if another reality show like survivor, they're there the whole time. They don't leave for 10 hours. I mean, you just don't see it. You're telling me like, if someone says something, they wouldn't do something about, especially CBS right now. So, you know what I mean? Like, where do they find these people? I mean, I, it's just, it's this keeps happening. So they really need to do something about it. Cause it's not cool. Yeah. And I think it was smart for them to show the interaction and then say he got eliminated as opposed to some shows. When something like this happens, they just don't show it. They don't really say anything. Maybe they put a, just a placard up on the screen saying he was eliminated for some, uh, you know, rude comments or something, and then just carry on. At least they showed it, gave you the context to it and then eliminated him right away. Cause you know, if they, you kind of brush over it, then it's more likely to happen again. So hopefully we can kind of see them doing better on this. The other 
thing that's going on this season is we had an extra house guest when everybody came in. Sari, who is a four-time Survivor player, is in, and she is the mother of Jared and... Nobody knows, uh, except for Izzy, who immediately goes, oh my God, you're Suri's son, <laughs> which was hilarious. And Jared is like, oh shit, we need to align with Izzy right away because this is terrible. So what are your thoughts on kind of Suri uh, going into the Big Brother game? Of course the lesbian figures it out, I just got to say, because we stand. Um, that cracked me up because he's like immediately gets into our room and is like, uh, uh, don't say anything. Um, Jared's a fool. Jared is terrible. Thank you, so I wish Kayla. Thank you, terrible. Kayla. He is one of the worst players I have ever seen play this game. It is astonishing how frequently he makes the wrong move. If he has a choice of A or B, he chooses oh D, the shit one that nobody thought about because it's terrible. He is such a bad player. If he did not have his mother in this house, he should have been gone. He. Anytime he talks, he infuriates me. He he has no social game. He can't win competitions. And the one time he wins a competition, he was going up against somebody in his alliance. So it was a bad move to win that one. I just don't know what he's doing. It's brutal. It's brutal. And I wish Suri could just drop him. Like, I just wish she could just say, and oftentimes he doesn't, he's trying not to listen to me. He's like, I don't think that's, and I'm just like, you idiot. You are the worst player and I, listen, I wish I could ask your mom what she would do if you both got on the show and then you just played terribly. Like, could, would she just to the end, just, you know, try to keep you in and what she no, let she'd it go? No, she'd cut me out, because... I think. She'd cut me out 100%. <laughs> because that's what she needs to do yeah. because he's terrible, terrible. He, She literally goes to him in this latest episode and says, hey, Matt used the power to save Jag. Nobody knows this except for me nobody don't say anything three minutes later he goes to jag being like yo you uh you might get, be getting saved this week but matt has already told jag and matt or jag knows that only matt and Sari know so that immediately and i'm so glad that jag figured it out because i really like jag and i wanted to stay in the game he immediately goes oh that's weird. Clearly, Sari and Jared have secret conversations going on, and they're very close, and nobody realizes how close. Immediately puts it together because of Jared. Jared got nothing out of that that conversation. He wasn't getting safety. He wasn't building real trust in that moment. He was just kind of like, hey, you might be safe. I wouldn't count it out. Wink, wink. And then the blue thing, he's talking to Blue. He goes, what would you think if like I had a family member in the house? Maybe... What if my mom was Felicia? She's like, what? If you're going to just lie like that, just tell her who it was. Because it's no point to just add an extra layer to it like that and say Felicia instead of your mom. You're already saying that there's somebody in this house that you have some type of relationship with. I just, everything he does, Kayla, infuriates me. And if he makes it to like the final five or four, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Like this is just unacceptable. All of Big Brother Nation needs to just make sure this guy does not win anything else. And honestly, he's going to ride on the coattails of Ceres, like, because people have such good faith and love of her that by proxy, they're giving it to him. And it is just brutal to for him as a son. How do you not watch your mom on these shows? Watch her come so close to glory and all her abilities Watch it in play in live time with you on a competition show and you just fumble it every 
episode and you're gonna destroy her game you it seems like you're actively trying yeah. to so it's it's embarrassing i just wish you know i wish better for her and not for him and this <laughs> season too like it's a little odd because this doesn't happen too often the women are controlling this season so you have Sari, felicia who i mean you know felicia girl you need to be able to do something more than you know, just throw your mics into the toilet on accident. Like, what are you doing here? I just, <laughs> she, I don't know. She's in the game because she's has no chance of winning, right? So that's why they're keeping her in. Sari is running shit. Izzy is kind of that second hand with Sari. The problem with Izzy, Izzy can't hide her faces. She like is, they make, there's a million alliances this season. Everybody's making five to eight person alliances. Too many seven and eight person alliances, people. Keep, keep it to five or six, and then you have a separate two or three person one. That's the key. You can't have four seven person alliances because you're screwing over somebody no matter what. And Izzy, anytime somebody wins that's in her alliance, she's like, oh, great, your boy won. He says, he's supposed to be in your alliance. At least fake it to his face, Izzy. She's, I don't think she's going to last long if she keeps acting that way. I have hope for her, but yeah, she's she's playing a messy game, I got to say. Um. What do you think about Blue? Because I I like Blue from, from the beginning. Um, what do you think about her? Blue is one of my favorite characters on the show. Like, she seems very authentic. Characters. Yeah, I know. I said characters because it does seem like she's in character. Because she's like a, what, TikTok or YouTube personality or something. Sometimes she's in character. Sometimes she's not. But, First of all, how dare you? She's a brand strategist. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she also had, like, her own YouTube channel or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But she is uh, she's entertaining. She's fun. I have no idea why she's talking to Jared. So she loses points for that. I, that's just a weird move. But she has not been playing very good strategic game. She's not making a ton of these alliances. And now that there's a fracture in the house, you think she'd start teaming up with, you know, Corey Werderberger. Did you notice that, Kayla? Did you catch that? This is uh, the brother of the other Werderberger. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like teaming up with him in America and these people would be the smart move, but she seems to still be playing kind of a low-key floating game right now. Yeah, I I did catch that in Whataburger. Also, his brother Zach, of course, from Survivor, is hilarious online talking about Corey. It's so fucking funny when Corey's, like, cuddling or Corey, like, gets some sort of, like, screen time. He's so fucking funny. Justice for the original Whataburger, Zach, because he is hilarious. And Corey is like basically having the showmance with one of the most gorgeous girls in the house, but he doesn't, it doesn't look like he has any game, but she's like force feeding it to him after a certain point. <laughs> she's kind of like, well, I would kiss you. She's like, okay, then do it. He's like, well, it's like, well, are you going to like, it's just so kind of fun. It's like 14 year old dynamics is kind of what it feels like. Who does that? And was that not very similar last season on big brother? Does that not remind you of a couple? Who was on last? Everything's just kind of as soon as the What's season ends. What's his name? Kayla. The the one that had a, a quick finish, one could say. Oh, Kyle and uh, Alyssa. Yes, 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 you are so right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know what it is about Big Brother, but they're just living their fantasy of like a experienced woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know, boy so. that doesn't know what's happening, but it's just it's so amusing to me to see it like this play out again this yeah. season. And I like this season too with, you know, you haven't seen just people maintain power like immediately where everybody knows, like we had Riley wins the first HOH 
And then she immediately is targeted by Hysum because she had an alliance that he wasn't in. And he just basically showed his true colors of being a misogynistic, just asshole who doesn't listen to women at all. Like very little to the guys, but the women, not at all. Would cut them off, not let them speak. And immediately puts a target on his back after putting a target on Riley's back and getting her out. That gameplay was baffling to me. You have the power. Why are you just sitting there like talk, bringing house meetings to say, I want her out so that we could all be, you know, more cordial to each other. She's been nothing but nice to everybody. You just weren't in her alliance, dude. And she was pretty honest with it. Like, I'm sorry you weren't in my alliance. Like what? It's just his game antics were insane and he got more and more unlikable by the second that he was in the house to use one of your favorite words it is just baffling what he decided to do because he really had quite the villainous arc as far as how he presented at begin at the beginning of the show to like how he kind of evolved i was like oh my god he's gonna be the one that when he looks back now that he's in the real world and like sees i hope he like realizes how he came across and how he was um he's got it but that was shocking shocking like behavior it was it was crazy because i was like oh he seems kind of wild but all right and then it just became like no actually i'm absolutely rooting for you to go home so that's what happened and then we have like they they threw in this extra little I forgot what they called it, but I'm a little over these scary verse, the comic verse, like all of these things they're doing. Like, can we just have a basic theme? Like this is getting a little too annoying and confusing to me, but they have this special power that can just stop an elimination for the week. Matt ends up winning in secret. And as Matt does immediately goes and tells Sari, who knows everything that's happening in the house. People need to get Suri out. She's going to just cakewalk to the final three in this game. I'm sorry. But Matt immediately tells her, and she basically convinces him, hey, if we use it this week, Jag will be indebted to us. My immediate thought, and tell me if you thought differently, Kayla, was what a stupid move that would be. You can use it for two weeks. Why don't you save it for the week that maybe you or Suri or Felicia would be nominated. Why are you using it on somebody that's at the very bottom of your alliance and then telling Sari about it too? So what were your thoughts on his decisions to play that this week and basically nullify everything Cameron was trying to do? <laughs> I thought nice. Um, I thought similar to you. It just seemed like a waste of this power. And it again, like when they get these powers or, or like you said, with the themes, like, uh, first of all, I find it amusing to sleep on like a block of cheese. So for that, <laughs> I was amused by these beds. Like as they showed each room, I was like, Oh, I would hate to get that room or that bed. Like that just seems like the worst fucking sleep of your life. Um, I, yeah, it just, it's so easy to become, I guess I'd say the middle fodder, meaning like, you weren't quite easy enough to get out at the beginning, which is almost a little better in your head because no one knew you enough to care. So that's why you got out. It wasn't like your gameplay or anything. Yeah, true. There's this middle part where it's you and eh, process elimination. I had to pick you. And then it gets really good. Like towards the end when it's the bottom, because then it, everyone's like, there's five of us. We got to pick. So like, it's so easy to get gone in one second as we've seen like in one week you're good. And then everyone turns on you. So it just seems like you got to be most strategic. I think with any powers you get, because you're not going to have it towards the end. So, so I agreed. I didn't, 
I, I didn't really get that. But tell Suri everything because my girl needs to make it to the end. She may not have one survivor. Maybe it's Big Brother. I just, I really hope she doesn't win. Like that is, I am rooting for almost anybody except for her. And well, Jared, sorry, Jared's at the top of my list. He cannot win. He cannot win. And then Suri is kind of inching up there. And I will say that America is starting to grow on me. She didn't get a lot of screen time the first couple episodes, but recently she's been trying to make some strategic moves here. And she's realized that Suri, Felicia, and Izzy are kind of the trio that are running shit. And is trying to get Corey to join her to like make a big move eventually, but can't quite sway him yet. So I wonder if maybe one person from that side goes home, she'll have enough, uh, gather enough numbers on her side to make a big move. Cause I thought it was very smart for her to let Cameron win in that elimination and make that deal. Hey, save me and Corey, you take the shot. And if it, and it didn't work, right? The shot didn't work. So really she would have just wasted an HOA. So it ended up being a real smart move. And I'm hoping that she can kind of keep that going here the next few weeks. She's kind of like an undercover. Like I, I, I've enjoyed seeing some of these. There's like the personalities that come right away at the beginning. And there's some that like feel out. It's all, they're all super fans, you know? So she's, she's one of them. And so you, you kind of, I always, because I haven't seen multiple seasons of the show. I, it, it's always curious to see like what they bring into it, you know? And I, I'm, I'm impressed with some of the gameplay moves. You know what I mean? Like you have a lot of different personalities and I think they're giving a lot of leniency to Suri, like from her past, like as far as like, how is she not a target? Like, uh, do they not watch Survivor? I don't know. This I has mean, happened I, a couple times on Big Brother, not with Survivor players, but they'll bring, bring back a Big Brother great. And two things can happen or somebody that made it to the finals of the previous season or won a few seasons ago, they'll just bring them in in the season. It's either they immediately go to take them out but then occasionally they're like, why don't I team up with them? Cause they know how to play the game. And then everybody is drawn to this person that has experience that everybody's looking up to. And then if they can just kind of use that charisma to keep you there, you don't want to vote them out. And that's, what's happening with Sari. She's getting people close and she is not rocking the boat at all. She's not winning HOHs. She's not getting any blood on her hands, but she is pulling the strings behind the scenes. And I mean, people have to figure this out at some point and put her up with Izzy or Felicia or something. Felicia's, I don't, I don't know Felicia, man. <laughs> I don't think she's long for this. She gets in any type. She, the only competition she can win are hit this ball and hope for the best or answer this question. Like she's not going to win anything or that is endurance or physical or stability. So stability <laughs> well sometimes it's like balancing on these uh you know balancing yes. beams and stuff and she just you know we'll see how far she makes it but i don't think she really has a chance to make it like final eight what if sari and jared end up on the block interesting kayla will she fall on her sword for just to have her son win no i don't think sari will do that because guess what her son needs to freaking earn it and frankly if I'm Sari, I almost go, you idiot. You're the reason we're up here. I'm campaigning hard against you. So it doesn't make it look like we have this relationship outside the house. But you know what's going to happen? Jared's going to tell somebody else at some point that Sari's his mother. And that's going to put a target on both of them. Or he's going to try to use it as leverage to 
stay off the block, but he's going to screw up again because he cannot go an episode without screwing up. So what do you think? If you were in that situation, would you try to protect your, your son or your mother there or just we're in this game, we're playing this game. Let's see what happens. Uh, that is hard. I don't thinking about my own mom in that scenario. Could I throw her under the bus? That would be difficult. You still have to see your mom at the end of the day, you know? Um, however, Sari's like very no nonsense. True. So like, she looks at him like you're an idiot when he just does stuff. What if Jared like does something to Izzy and Izzy ends up like going against him, but like, she's still a Sari fan. So like, she's True. just like, Jared does something stupid and she knows. So that's how they get burned is Izzy ends up like revealing it because he does something stupid, tries to get her out or lies to her or something. Izzy's got to say something at some point, right? She's known from the moment he walked into the house, which is a little weird. She's really creeping on Suri's uh, Instagram heavy, I guess, to <laughs> pick that up right off the bat. <laughs> It was it was very amusing to me because it was like two seconds flat. She's like, absolutely know who you are. And I know you have a son named Jared. And I think like <laughs> if you are guys like you're up on the block with a family member, say I was in the house with my mom. I think we have a conversation and we say, all right, if the veto is done, we're both up here. There's nothing we can do. Who has the best chance of the two of us to win this whole game? And then basically do a pros and cons, like list it out. Who are you aligned with? How many people are you comfortable with? Okay, you have the numbers. How many competitions have I won versus you? We know when it gets to the end, it's going to be a lot more of these endurance comps. Who has a better chance? And also, almost like turn it into like a, a strategy session of who do we want to go home? And then we can kind of manipulate the votes how we want to after the fact, which would be t tough to do. But at least you're looking out for each other a little bit in that context. It would be an uphill battle because depending on the variety between your stats, you know what I mean? Like if you're close together, it might be harder, but if there's some difference, because as much as you're taking inventory of your stock, so are the other people like, you know, Oh, Tammy's True. won like five competent, you know, like, so then that might be the, like, yeah, we're noticing that too. So we would rather have, you know, so that'd be hard. That is a difficult position. Probably why they don't, I assume do this a lot. Yeah, no, they don't do it often. Occasionally, they throw some random curveball in there. But then if other people know, they know you have a vote in the jury, too. So if they know at the beginning, they're going to vote at least one of you out before jury. So that's not an immediate vote that they don't have. So you got to try to keep it a secret as long as possible. I don't think me and my mom could keep it a secret, honestly. I think we try and would slip up. Or people would be like, these two people are eh, pretty similar in their weird competitive natures here. So maybe uh, they're related did like i i saw online about like jared like with his girlfriend and like some drama there like I, it is very amusing having a mother and son i have to say it gives you hope because maybe maybe that's the season is you and tammy what about the, the really show? awkward condom thing that popped up i was just like oh really brutal like dude put the con like put the box back or like what just request more whatever you need to do it was so obvious what was going on there like you and blue one of you need to just veer off from the rest of the conversation and try to replenish the supply or something. I don't know. Replenish the supply <laughs> like a video game. Yeah. I need more. I need more ammo. Producers, <laughs> give great. me the condoms, please. <laughs> Put it in the basket. Oh my goodness. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we'll, we'll have to see what the season reveals. Hopefully it's not a Jared win, um, but I am rooting for Suri in all things. So we shall see. All right. 
to finish it up, Justin, I just want to throw a totally out there show in my strange addiction. Never seen it, Kayla. Never. But you've talked about it, and it just sounds like a terrible show to watch. It just sounds like it would give me anxiety watching it. It is a show that is best to watch with other people because it's cringy. I I can't say I don't watch it with no judgment because I am just it's horrifying. So I'm just gonna talk about some of the things that people are addicted to. Okay, and, and you can tell me what you think. All right, toilet paper eating, cat licking. So this woman licks her cat's fur and eats the hairballs. Um, someone who's in love with their car, like makes out with their car. It's a whole thing. Uh, smelling cans of tuna. <laughs> I love your, we, we just, I want to keep going. A guy who believes in drinking his own urine. And so does his girlfriend. So they drink their own urine and have once drank each other's urine. Oh. Yes. They believe it's like the healthiest, like, it's your own nutrients, whatever. Someone who eats car seat foam. And then when all the foam is out of her car, she then goes to like couches and is in a, her sister won't allow her to her house because she was slowly eating her couch. This sounds all fake, Kayla. It sounds like these aren't real <laughs> things that can happen. I'm sorry, but they do it live on camera. It is real. Someone who's addicted to having giant breasts and Justin, when I, it, it is the most insane level of of chest that this woman has like quadruple um, w's or something crazy <laughs> like there's not enough letters in the alphabet to accommodate this chest um someone that can't be good for your to... back anyway oh no the doctors are like and in fact she has her own port where she injects her own like fluid saline whatever just put oh, sticks yeah. of flat in there yeah, it's just <laughs> to her. So she gets to like literally feel it grow as she says. Oh, oh brutal. It's brutal. Um, someone who's addicted to eating chalk. That doesn't sound too bad compared to these others. No, but her kids watch her eat the chalk that they play with. Um, chewing gum. So she eats like hundreds of gum, like just, and then leaves the gum in different places in her house to eat later. So many of these are very easy to fix. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to season episode six yet. So that's all I'm going to comment on. So that is the show that I am enjoying watching because it is horrifying. And so I have to ask you as someone who hasn't watched it, but is aware of shows like this, right? Where you're hoarders as your wife likes to watch like those kind of, you could say exploitative, you could say like showing addictions or showing the like kind of mental psychological parts of it. You know, it depends on how you look at it. What do you think about those shows? And do you think that they're there to educate you that I feel like some of these better shows, like the, there's the alcoholic one, right? Where they show people and they try to give them in rehab at the end yeah. or like hoarders. Are they really trying to educate? Like they say they are like to be a, a betterment show, or do you think they're just really exploitative and like a way for people to judge? I think it's more the latter, especially yeah. on the show you're talking about, The Strange Addiction. Yes. I think Hoarders and, uh, oh man, what is the rehab show I completely blanked on? I know, right? I was thinking about it. I'm like, what? I is think it? my I'll, wife was I'll watching it, it today. But I think those at least have a little bit of education because they're, they have these intervention is what it's called. Because I was thinking they have these interventions where they talk to everybody and are trying to tell them what's 
going on, what's causing them to do this behavior. So bringing in the mental health experts, I think helps a little bit on that. But when I watch it, I very much just feel very judgmental and either in like, oh my God, why would you do this? How stupid? Like you guys need to figure it out. Or sometimes in just a real sad way where you're just like, wow, like I feel bad for them that they're going through this based on everything they've gone through. And that's why I don't watch them because I don't want to be sad and sit here and be judging other people constantly. I want to judge people on the challenge and big brother and these people that are trying hard and aren't just, you know, eating couch foam. Okay. I see there's a better type of judgment that's better than others morally um, from your standpoint. I mean, I never watched a show before recently. I was visiting friends in Connecticut and it was on and we were just horrified and amazed at some of these things. It's just one of those shows that you're when you watch it, you're just like, that is a way to live. And I'm glad that's not the way that I choose to live. Um, Would you want me to call you out if you have any strange addictions pop up, Kayla? Please do. Please do. Um, Hopefully not to the point where I'm on TLC thinking it's about (laughs) one thing and it's something else. But yeah, if I have any strange addictions, you know, just let me know. Um, I'd appreciate it. Will do. All right. I think that wraps it up for our reality TV talk. Shall we get to our Swarly of the Week? All right, Kayla, I'll kick us off for Swarly of the Week this week. Go in line with our reality TV conversation. It's got to be Cameron from Big Brother. This guy won a head of household. His buddy won the veto, his number one ally. He's trying to get out the target that he wants. And then all of a sudden, some random new challenge gets brought in and somebody can secretly stop everything that happened and you have to do it again. And he doesn't win when they do it again. Just a total swarly move. He was at the top and then everything just fell out underneath him. And now his own Alliance is targeting him because he didn't win again. And his number one ally thinks that he was out to get him because Jared is an idiot and says everything, uh, just thinks he's this self-righteous guy who, Oh, he said this. And I think he doesn't have your back. I'm all about loyalty. When in reality, Jared is doing most of the lying and, to people's faces and being unloyal and going back and forth on alliances and just real bad week for Cameron. You know what, as the, as you described him and also just like all our Jared talks uh, and keeping in line with reality TV, like it's hard not to have Jared as this big swirly because he thinks that he's, he was on, he was my great game. He was my listed swarly until I remembered the Cameron thing that just happened. Yes. So yeah, I will hundred percent allow that. Kayla. <laughs> I think I'll take it on the end then because when he talks to Suri or other people, like he's trying to do his own manipulations. I don't know if he's trying to get out of our spotlight or he's trying to like, he, if he wins or he gets high, I don't think he wants to be like, my mom helped me get there. But if Suri was my mom, I'd be like, thanks, mom. You absolutely got me there. My mom rocks. And he's just, it it seems like the moves he's making is kind of in spite of her or like, I think I know better. And it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. And he thinks he has good intentions, but shit. Yeah, he thinks he's so much smarter than he is in this game. Even when he realized when Suri's like, why did you tell Jag? Like now he knows we're working together. This was stupid. He immediately goes back over to Jag and starts berating him. Be like, I thought I could trust you. And you went and tell somebody right away, which immediately reveals, Oh, 
Sari just went and told you what Jag told her. He does not think more than 10 seconds ahead. It's, and he brings up, even when he brought Cameron and Red in when he was HOH, and it's just like, how would you feel about me putting you up next to your number one ally? You're going to be mad about that? Like, he's trying to do them a favor. He just cannot talk. Like, he cannot talk socially while he's trying to manipulate strategically. He, it just doesn't all line up for him. And he can't go any farther in this game. He needs to go home immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, but you know he's going to be there to aggravate you for as long as as they can keep it going. So I'll look forward to your consistent Jared thoughts. Um, all right, let's go to our friendship question of the week, which I could just be random and throw out there. All right, Justin, if you had to have one of those strange dictions that I listed, what one would you rather have? Of the ones you listed, Kayla? Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. None of those were great. What were the first three? <laughs> Listen, they're all not great, Justin. I feel like one they're, of the first okay. three wasn't too bad. You listed uh, so many. Cat liquor? Definitely not cat, cat liquor. <laughs> okay. Definitely not making out yeah. with a car. Definitely not eating couch foam. Definitely not drinking my own urine. Okay, you have to pick one, Justin. You have to you have to land on off one again you, for me you wouldn't fire. like. Okay, hold on. I'm going <laughs> to pull it up. Again, real quick. <laughs> Can I just say my weird addiction of having to make sure everything is even numbered no. when I'm listening to things? That doesn't count? No, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's not as visceral as eating toilet paper. All right, so eating toilet paper. That's not bad. I think of all the ones eating you toilet listed, paper? I think eating toilet paper is the least destructive and you can hide it more. You know, I assume it's unused toilet paper, so I'll I'll make that clarification. Um <laughs> It is unused toilet paper, and she brings it everywhere, like in her purse, and just starts eating. And she knows what brands have the most flavor. Okay. I think of all the ones you listed, they all suck, but that is the one that I could probably deal with the best. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go chalk eating, I think, because it's non-toxic. Now, I don't know at what point it becomes toxic from how much chalk you're eating. But I feel like I could, I don't know, will it turn my, I don't remember if it turned her mouth blue. Like maybe if I just pick like white, <laughs> I could do okay. <laughs> because I mean, carfold, like I, I have to assume that when these people reach a certain age, their entire digestive system shuts yes. down. I mean, I mean, they're not, by the way, they're not eating like a toilet paper roll a day or, I mean, these people are eating like, this lady, the car seat foam lady, she goes, she goes, I need to stuff my re stuff my couch. So she goes to a place and they give her these sample ones. And so she looks around at the different designs and she eats the sample foam. And the shop guy is like, is she eating the foam? And he comes back and it's smaller. And like, she just doesn't say anything about how half the sample foam is eaten. It is wild. So yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go chalk. Then go chalk with I that. think we took the two best options there, Kayla. Um, I did. I do think we did. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if chalk was, uh, you know, hazardous at all, so that's why I went with the safe route of toilet paper. But yeah, I think that's a, a good answer on your part too. <laughs> okay. I would have right, had some questions just... if you picked some other things there, Kayla. Oh, uh, <laughs> I I can't even go on to the other ones for myself. So yeah, no. Um, all right, I think that wraps it up for our reality TV talk this week. And we'll see you next week. Well, 
that's it for this episode of Wrong Opinions Only. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes. Until then, JK out.